I didn't hear any of that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my setup is now I have to hold my phone in my hand with the mouth bit close to my mouth. For some reason, I was just turning it around and banging it on my forehead. So you can't hear me when I do that. That's good to know. It just It's another thing that's a bit confusing about how I record. I have four screens at the moment, guys. Arguably one of the best Australian Bojack Horseman podcasts. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And today we watched season three, episode nine. It's called Best Thing That Ever Happened. I went down kind of a rabbit hole waiting to set up to record of just like, I wonder if anyone has Bojack Horseman tattoos. And do they? Mercifully few people seem to have them. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't know, I feel like getting a Bojack Horseman tattoo, or more specifically a tattoo of Bojack that says really specific things about you as a person if you identify with him that strongly. Yeah, people get tattoos of like shows they love because they have a positive message or they remind them of something positive. There are some good ones. A lot of people seem to just have the it gets better thing tattooed on them. Oh, okay. Often without an image. And that's a really like positive thing to take away from the show. But then there are people who have like a picture of Bojack sipping on some alcohol and it says, well, that was another in a long series of forgettable life choices. Yeah, maybe that's referring to the tattoo as well. <laughs> There's one person who has a tattoo of Bojack and Rick from Rick and Morty getting drunk together. Okay. I feel like if I met that person, I'd run a mile. <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> as someone who really likes both Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty, I still feel like I would just be terrified of someone who had a Rick and Morty Bojack Horseman crossover tattoo. Yeah. Like, I'm not ready for what you've got going on. Yeah, very intense. One person has just that picture of Bojack naked but wearing socks sprawled on a bearskin rug. <gasps> And then there's a banner underneath that says suck a dick dumb shits. Wow. That's a statement. I particularly enjoy imagining what people who haven't seen Bojack Horseman think of it. Yeah, because it's just a naked <laughs> human horseman thing. Yeah, just on a dead bear with what seems like a very assertive insult or sexual imperative underneath. But my favourite is definitely someone who, the picture of Bojack that they've chosen is the sneezing picture that he hates. Yeah. So his face is like all flopped to the side. And then underneath it says, live forward in a scroll underneath, but not in a scroll, just the words in a scroll underneath. <laughs> like the way they fuck up all of the banners. Wow. That's, that's a good joke, but I don't like it as a tattoo. I don't know. I mean, some people just get yeah. tattoos especially if you have a lot of tattoos i feel like the more tattoos you have the lower your standards for how serious your next tattoo needs to be yeah i get that i do listen to a podcast and their like thing is one of the hosts he's really into like stupid tattoos so he has one mm. which is just like you know when you get those spray paint tattoos things do you know what i'm talking no? about like people get them on holidays when they go up to the gold coast and stuff and they're like temporary tattoos but they're like sprayed on i've never heard of that but i can imagine it being a thing oh okay he has like a dolphin in that style except it has boobs it's real weird <laughs> 
Um, Classic. Yeah, and they got a listener of the show and a fellow comedian to get a tattoo of their podcast, like, on their body, and they, like, raised money to get it done and stuff. So, I, yeah, now that I think about it, I do know quite, like, a whole genre of people that like to get joke tattoos. <laughs> anyway, if you have a BoJack tattoo, write in and let us know why you got it. <laughs> And how you are as a person. Yeah, One person did have Princess Carolyn and then it says get your shit together underneath it. Oh, okay. I recently bought um, some fan art off Etsy that is like that. Someone had a picture of Charlotte and it says your dear friend underneath and there's like flowers and stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. Like having a Bojack Horseman tattoo isn't that weird to me, but having a tattoo of Bojack. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I guess a huge chunk of the people who watch Bojack Horseman must be people who relate to him as a protagonist, but that's kind of the the chunk of the fan base that I find the most concerning. Maybe people just have different lines. Like, I would wear a Bojack Horseman t-shirt. Maybe it's just the next step over. I guess it's just that having, well, like, partly it's just that having a picture of Bojack is the easiest way to signal to people who might not be as familiar with the show that it is a Bojack Horseman tattoo. Like, people aren't necessarily going to recognize princess carolyn bojack is like kind of the logo of the show yeah so it might just be the one that you get if you just want to show that you really love bojack horseman yeah like how people who are really into harry potter get the deathly hallows symbol tattooed on themselves a lot but yeah. in universe that's like having a tattoo of a swastika yeah <laughs> like out of universe it's like i really love this thing but in universe it's like this was a like spiritual symbol that then got used by wizard hitler and now only like kind of fringe weirdos try to like reclaim it and use it as a positive symbol Mm, yeah yeah it's really interesting i've told you that like two people in my team at work have that tattoo no oh i thought i did i don't know maybe i probably wouldn't remember that story i know heaps of people with those no yeah that's fair enough yeah i think that's probably the most common harry potter tattoo and like that's understandable because it's fairly discreet and also kind of only will ping as a harry potter thing to people who are already into harry potter and I also think it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I have a pair of plugs that have the Deathly Hallows symbol on them. A pair of what, sorry? A pair of plugs, like ear stretches. Ah, okay. Cool. You said plugs and I didn't realize that was what those things were called. I was like, like sink plugs Mm. that he doesn't use in the house? (laughs) No, it can't be that. Anyway, that concludes Tattoo Corner. Cool. Oh, I have an update. You know that Bojack Horseman baby doll we were looking at? Yeah. It's no longer on the site. I think it's been sold. Wow, maybe five people really did have it in their cart while I was looking at it. Yeah. So somebody, I think, owns that now. If you bought the baby Bojack Horseman doll, please write in and tell us what percentage of your monthly income you spent on that. And what you're doing with it now. Like, are you displaying it somewhere? Are you pushing it around in a pram? (laughs) Do you keep it in a locked vault in your house? Did you just want to buy it so you could destroy it and free the spirit that lives inside? (laughs) Maybe that's why those eyes look so realistic. Also, if you're listening and you hear this and you are the person that bought it, did you find out about it because of this show? (laughs) Presumably. If you did, you have to write in. Yeah, it's the law. The rule, yeah. Although I feel like anyone who, upon finding a very expensive Bojack Horseman doll, would buy it, would also be the kind of person that would regularly search Etsy for weird Bojack Horseman dolls. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a very specific purchase. You don't be like... stumble across it and be like oh maybe i'd like to spend that amount of money on a baby doll maybe someone bought it and they're gonna send it to us as a gift maybe we can dream should we say our address (laughs) (laughs) no
yeah, I'm really curious about what kind of person now owns that. Yeah. Because like, there's no point wondering like what kind of person would make that, especially coming from me because I make some really weird stuff. <laughs> but like the person who sees that and is willing to spend that much money on it. What's your story? I reckon if you're going to drop that amount of money on something like that, I reckon there's a strong pos- possibility that they have a Bojack Horseman tattoo. Mm. What if they're the person with the Bojack Horseman Rick and Morty thing? Ooh, and maybe they're, they've commissioned a little baby Rick. That'd be pretty cute, actually. And maybe they're also Jesse220, the person on the Bojack Horseman wiki that talks about, <laughs> about Bojack murdering Charlotte. I was thinking about him the other day. <laughs> I don't know, I was hanging out some laundry, and I'm just wondering how he's going. I check on the threads every now and then. I don't think he's posted since those ones we talked about. Oh, I hope he's doing okay. Hope you got the I help. hope he's commissioning that person on Etsy to make a life-sized adult Charlotte. No. <laughs> So oh, that no. he can then murder it. <laughs> That'll stop him from going out and murdering a real dear woman. Okay, yeah, that's a good Preventative. point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, should we start talking about the episode? Yes. It was an interesting one. Yeah, very dialogue and character development heavy. I don't know how much, like, discussion we're really going to have about it. Yeah. Like, it basically only has Princess Carolyn and Bojack in it. They're the only main characters, and it's all set at the restaurant. And then even the flashbacks, it's still basically just them, and they're quite short. But we do get some interesting insights and history about their relationship. I'll run through what I have written down, but if I've missed a pivotal point, feel free to interrupt me, as usual. (laughs) That sounded so passive-aggressive, even though I knew you mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I like that. It's good that you, like, (laughs) add to the conversation, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so this episode starts, and it's 2007, and we... Are in Princess Carolyn's new office. So this is the one she's like, I guess she just got this office because it's it's set after the show's just aired, the Bojack Horseman show. And the show is getting some really bad reviews, which she's reading in the paper. There's some text in the review that you can see, but it's not particularly funny or interesting. Oh, okay. And Princess Carolyn gets a call from Bojack as she's reading this. And she's like, hey, don't read the reviews or anything. You don't need to do that. And he invites her to come over because he's... He's, I don't know. He's sad. He's in a bad mental space, but he also complains that his body is feeling really weird as well. If you think it might be like an anxiety thing. Anyway, I felt bad for him. So she goes over to his house and she finds him laying on the floor, covered in like discarded pizza boxes. The pizza place is Papa John's Pizza, but instead it's Papa Lil John's Pizza and it's got a picture of the rapper Lil John on it. Huh. That's pretty funny. That is pretty good. I guess. Imagine if a rapper was a pizza man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Bojack mentions that he was... What does he call it? I should have written it down. It's good. It's like feel good pizza to try and make himself feel better. But it didn't work, so he sprinkled happy pills and you know, consumed it with a lot of alcohol as well. So he's even more messed up. Um, And he's basically just feeling sorry for himself about this mistake he's made. And Princess Carolyn gives him one of her usual pep talks about how mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. Um, and Bojack kind of he starts to feel better. And then he starts talking about how much he really likes their relationship. And he likes her. And she brings up again, like she did last time, 
we saw 2007, that she's reluctant to be in a relationship with him now because she's his agent. Um, but he kind of mm. is just like, no, we can we can do this. I was thinking about this because like, he does seem to sort of talk around. Yeah. We see them break up at the beginning of season one. Were they dating for like eight years? I always got the impression that between like 2007 and when we first see them, that would have been like, what, 2014? Yeah. I thought they were like on again, off again. Like he'd muck up and they'd break up. She'd overstep some line that he's drawn and they'd break up. I don't know though. I think that's a fair assumption to make, but I don't know if we've ever actually seen evidence of them being off again, off again, on again. Like obviously the relationship had kind of decayed quite a lot by the point they actually broke up because neither of them seemed to care that much. But then again, if they were just together for that many years, it seems like that should have been a bigger deal. That is a lot of years. Like at the beginning of the series, it does seem like they've dated for maybe a couple of years, but then it's like a breakup and they go remarkably quickly to just be having a professional slash friend relationship and like yeah i don't know that's why i think it's been off again on again i feel like they've done it before that's why they're they don't think it's a huge deal that they've broken up because you know they still might get back together in the future i don't know we'll never know we'll just have to wait for more flashbacks uh, next we see them in bed together i presume they've gone to sleep and they've woken up again and print up oh. Bojack's still asleep, but Princess Carolyn's sitting up in bed, and she's like, please don't break my heart. Um, but that kind of wakes him up, and he's a bit rude about she shouldn't be talking. And But then he comments on how he likes how she smells. He's like, you smell good. I thought that was cute. Then we get the intro ca- credits, and then we go to 2006. No, I said that wrong. Then we go to 2016. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> And then we flash back to a year before that. (laughs) (laughs) We're at the restaurant, the restaurant we're always at, the one that Bojack runs. Well, the one that you don't know the name of, even though we see it every episode. It's Elephant or Elephant. How do you say it? I don't know. Okay, that's why I always say the restaurant. I always say Elefante, but like, this is the thing. No one knows how to pronounce anything. You just have to decide and be confident. (laughs) Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Today I realized that I pronounced Raphael Bob Wakesburg's surname wrong, but am I going to change it or bring it up on the show? No. (laughs) It's Waxburg. I was listening to an episode of Baby Geniuses today where he was on there. Ah, so Bojack's waiting at the restaurant and Princess Carolyn joins him for dinner and she starts discussing how Bojack is gonna get back on the track to win his oscar and then sandro comes along and i think sandro is the manager of the restaurant yeah or the head chef yeah he could be the head chef um he's voiced by paul f Tompkins. that's how we see paul f Tompkins this episode yeah i was assuming that they'd turn up voicing characters for the episode even though their main characters weren't in there was allison brie someone yep todd guy Aaron Paul. Todd was only in the credits. Like, he hmm. he didn't actually voice anybody. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. He had the day off. Yes, I think they record the whole episode in a day. And so the head chef is really nervous because there's a restaurant critic there to judge their restaurant who is voiced by Alison Brie. She really fucked me up. Like, she's a worm and... Oh. She's got like what do you did you not know what she was? No. <laughs> We've even seen a worm before. Have we? Yeah, the bookworm, remember? Oh, she yeah. owned a bookshop. I just her colour was really 
strange. To be honest, I don't see that many women. Really weirded me out because she sounded exactly like Sailor J, the YouTuber. She's like a makeup vlogger, but her videos are really funny. And she puts on this like really posh voice when she talks and that worm sounded exactly like her. And I was like, there's no possible way it could actually be her. Because she's a really new YouTuber, so unless she, like, had a voice acting career that she just never talked about, I found it very confusing. (laughs) Also, the head chef, he is Italian. That's the thing that comes up. And we find out that Bojack has been a very hands-off owner with the restaurant. So this guy practically just runs runs it for him. Well, he basically just bought it to, like, one-up Mr. Peanut Butter one time. Yeah, he did. And now he just owns it. He didn't think it through. I don't know, it doesn't really affect his life that much. Yeah, it doesn't. It just means he has a restaurant where he can go and eat for free, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if he's made his money back yet. <laughs> So Princess Carolyn um, apologizes for the issue with the Kelsey and the Ethan around project. Both of those ones falling through as well as the Pegasus movie. And she's kind of just talking and Bojack's like, okay, I have to bring out my cards to read. So he pulls out some cards out of his jacket pocket and Princess Carolyn realizes that something bad is going to happen. So she excuses herself. Oh, she knew the whole time. Like, she's very clearly trying to, like, fill the conversation with words because he's very clearly, like, going to fire her or something. Oh, okay. I didn't pick up on that. But yeah, that's a really good point. She probably did. Yeah, she did see it coming. She's, like, extremely nervous because like when she sits down like he immediately says i'm not planning on staying long and she's like oh well how's about the next big thing blah 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 catwoman yeah catwoman (laughs) i wonder what that is in universe yeah still had halle berry in it oh yeah is it maybe just the same as it is now like halle berry is a human who dresses up like a cat and does crimes i wonder if a cat burglar how do you say that word cat burglar You meant to just be confident, aren't you? I blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if they're the same thing in universe. Anyway, so Princess Carolyn goes to the bathroom, kind of to buy herself time, and she likes in the mirror being like, think, think, you gotta work out what you're gonna do. And we hear a voice in one of the toilet stalls, kind of being supportive. I don't know, we never see who that actually is, do we? No. But she is voiced by Jamie Clayton, who is in Sense8. It's interesting that they got a person for that part. Yeah, oh, she also plays the mum donkey. Oh, okay, that makes more sense then. There's only six voices in this episode. So Princess Carolyn works out what she's going to do. She, like, sneaks out of the bathroom and does all these, like, jumps and things. She's so cool. And she asks the head chef to bring out, like, this cake, and he pulls it out to, like, by the table where Bojack is, and it's already got slices missing out of it, and I wonder what it was actually (laughs) meant to be a cake for. It was just a cake for the staff to just snack on while they were cooking. I assume that's how restaurants work. Such a good job. Free cake? Ugh. And Princess Carolyn and the the waiter slash head chef, they're, like improvise this song about how it's been 23 years since they've worked together so like celebrating the 23 year anniversary and the song's really bad i think that princess carolyn is so good at pep talks and winning bojack over with flattery that she's actually not really sure what to do when it's clearly not working for once especially with bojack like she can usually win him over very easily because he's very suggestible and just wants people to tell him he's great and everything's going to be great but this time he is actually sticking to his guns and continuing to be mad at her yeah it's a good point so she kind of starts to like break down and get increasingly desperate yeah what i really liked about this whole
little bit was how Sandro cuts the cake. It just like slides through. It's so good. I don't know. <laughs> it just looked so appetizing the way he cut the cake. I don't know. Anyway, so Bojack immediately just like comes out and says it. He's like, you're fired. Sandro thinks it's him that's been fired and he like flies off the handle. He starts wrecking things and throwing off all his outfit and storming out pretty good and he's like going on about how Bojack's a washed up celebrity and he's no good at his job and all this stuff so Bojack just was like well now you're definitely fired (laughs) and Princess Carolyn oh she's I felt really bad for her she just like immediately pretends that she hasn't been fired yeah but Bojack's like no no you're fired So then Princess Carolyn's talking about how, you know, this is just a temporary thing. He'll be mad at her for a little while and then he'll come back to the company once he realizes that he needs her to get work. And while they're talking about this in the background, we can see that all the waiters are quitting and like the (laughs) bartending staff and things, they're all just like throwing down their little aprons and things and walking out. Um, Bojack gets up and walks out of the restaurant and Princess Carolyn follows him. She blames Anna. Like she thinks that she's got in Bojack's ear and being like, fire Princess Carolyn. And Bojack's like, no, no, I made like, I, I made this decision by myself. This is what I want to do. And then Princess Carolyn kind of flips. She's like, well, this will be really good for me because Bojack's really bad at all the stuff that surrounds acting. Apparently she's been told by heaps of people that, you know, she should just get rid of him anyway. I wonder if they weren't in a relationship whether she would have been his representation for so long. Was she just being loyal to him because he's her client or is it because that she had feelings for him that she put up with him for so long? I mean, at a certain point, they just have a lot of shared history. Yeah. It's really interesting trying to figure out why Bojack actually has made this decision because Princess Carolyn did indeed make like a couple of mistakes, but I think that she's earned good faith at this point. Like he's so difficult and she genuinely gets him a lot of work and one of the things that he says is being around her makes him feel bad yeah and i think that he basically means because he was a shitty boyfriend okay yeah because he says i wasted your 30s and like it kind of makes me wonder if that's one of the main reasons why he doesn't want to be around her a lot it's interesting that he didn't fire her sooner because presumably that's an old feeling yeah i kind of wonder if maybe he was just not successful enough to be able to fire the one good agent who would take him on like now that he's doing quite well and he has Anna who seems to basically have Princess Carolyn's job anyway he can afford to not be represented by Princess Carolyn because he always kind of wanted to do this and is now finally actually pulling the trigger on it yeah that's a really good point yeah like before he needed her because he couldn't get any work and she was the only one who'd take him on but now that he's got a bit of weight behind him Hmm. that is a good point I didn't think of that all right, so one of the, the waiters who hasn't quit pulls Bojack back into the kitchen and is like, what are we going to do? Everybody's quit because yeah. Bojack hasn't quit. The noticed. single remaining waiter who hasn't quit. Yes, and Bojack makes him head chef and tells him that he'll just have to cook all the meals and things. Yeah. Um, and that's where Bojack and Princess Carolyn fight about like how Bojack can make a lot of bad decisions and Bojack mentions about how Princess Carolyn resents him for wasting her 30s. Princess Carolyn says that she never felt like that, but Bojack's like, yes, you did. You just haven't admitted it yet. And then Princess Carolyn 
Caroline goes back into the bathroom. So Bojack like busts into the bathroom to talk to Princess Caroline some more. And he says that he, he did actually talk to Anna. Like he talked over firing Princess Caroline with Anna. And this, this like really freaks Princess Caroline out. She starts like physically fighting him and they bust out into the restaurant. I kind of wonder if maybe Anna did manipulate Bojack a little bit here. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if she did. Manipulation is kind of literally her job. And we've already seen that she and Princess Caroline had a lot of tension. Mm. Basically because her like their jobs are so similar. I think that Anna of all people would be very good at convincing Bojack that this is something he needs to do and it was his decision. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Also, him and Anna are kind of together now, sort of. And so like... Maybe Anna also feels threatened that the ex that he dated on and off for like eight years is around so much. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. I wish we, I still wish we knew more about her. Brojack and Princess Carolyn, they decided they shouldn't, they need to talk again. They shouldn't, they should stop fighting. So they go to talk in the meat fridge. They're making a scene in front of the food critic who is writing notes. Yes, <laughs> she's writing so many notes. Do you think if you went to a restaurant with a notebook and like did what this one woman is doing, like, hmm? like measuring things and writing things down (laughs) do you think you'd get really good service like would they just assume you're a food blogger or something and like yeah like in this day and age you you might because like with things like yelp a lot of restaurants take that kind of thing really seriously yeah gone are the days where you were like like everybody knew who the food critics in town were i'd still want to wear a big fake mustache oh yeah definitely do that over my real mustache Okay, so while they're talking in the fridge, uh, one of the mother donkey we see, she walks in to complain about how long it's taking them to get their food. And the new chef makes her the new waiter, which means <laughs> that she has to, she's like some corporate person doing a corporate job. She has to pass her job on to her son. Who is a child. Yes. <laughs> I really like the donkey family, actually. We see them early on in the episode as kind of a background gag where, like, they're about to eat some hay off a plate and the mother is like, and now let us bow our heads and bray. And then they go, (laughs) One of the kids is wearing a t-shirt that has a picture of a soccer ball on it and says foal instead of goal. Oh, that's cool. I did not notice that. Yeah, she has two kids with her. I wonder what she's waiting for because they already have a lot of hay at their table. It's dessert. Oh, okay. She says like, where's my fancy chocolate cakes or something. I missed that. So back in the meat fridge, Princess Carolyn and Bojack are talking and Princess Carolyn says that she she doesn't hate Bojack and she doesn't regret that they had a relationship. So it's kind of like at this point, it's clear that the conversation just isn't about her being fired. It's also about all of their history together. Bojack says that he's firing her because it will be the best thing for both of them because he, he kind of implies he doesn't think it's healthy that she just jumps from putting out one fire to putting out the next fire, even though that she's really good at it and at that point the chef bursts into the fridge freezer thing and he's like clearly on fire and we can see that the kitchen behind him is on fire and princess carolyn rushes out to help put him out of fire and the restaurant out as well get it's a joke because they were talking about putting out (laughs) fires The waitress comes back into the little kitchen area and they're like sitting on the ground making sure the chef's okay. And he's like clearly badly burnt. And she says that the real reviewer is still waiting for her meal. <laughs> Whereas everyone else is left because the restaurant's on fire and there are no staff. And there's just a cat and a horse screaming at each other and <laughs> fighting on the floor the whole time. Yep. Um, and she wants risotto. And the chef's like, I don't know how to make that. How do you make risotto? How do you make risotto? Nobody knows. No. 
I tried to make it once, never again. I make risotto fairly frequently, and I honestly don't understand why it has a reputation for being hard to make. I can only assume I am gifted. Maybe you are. Maybe that's what you should do. Open a risotto restaurant. A risotteria. <laughs> um, Princess Carolyn speaks up and she says that she can make risotto. Um, but Bojack's like, you don't have to be here. You can just go home. This isn't your responsibility. So she does. She gets in her car. She's driving away from the restaurant and her radio plays a very specific song. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this. Keep driving, keep driving, girl, don't turn that car around. Break your part and it needed to fix other people. Just keep on driving away. Ugh, who do they write these songs for? Don't go back to the restaurant, Princess Carolyn. Just keep driving away. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but then the song finishes and she decides that no she has to turn around and go back and help him so she comes back in and she tells bojack that she is gonna help him make the risotto and bojack says you can do that but it won't get your job back and she kind of agrees so that's okay um the waitress goes back out to to talk to the reviewer and be like everything's fine everything's coming and her son catches up with her and is like hey we've organized the board meeting we, what did you say? We couldn't get this good conference room, basically. Yeah, he's trying to get the big conference room. Yes. But someone else at the company has that room and she's like, you gotta get the big conference room for the big presentation. Yes. Which is real cute that her son stepped up to help her. Um, Princess Carolyn just makes the meal in the kitchen and Bojack asks her where she got her cooking skills from and we find out about Princess Carolyn's mother that was a bit of... So she worked as a maid for these really rich people. But she was also a bit of an alcoholic. So Princess Carolyn often had to like step in and do the work that her mother wasn't doing. So that what they... was her mother's name? Oh, imagine we... if these really rich people had servants who are named after royalty. Yeah. And this is my maid, Queen Patricia. Like... <laughs> Although I guess that is the sort of name that rich people might give their cats. Yeah. Wait, you think the rich people named their maid? No. But, what? like, that still might be what they're going for, because, like, obviously no human owner named Mr. Peanut Butter, even though he still has a dog name. Oh, okay, yeah. And, like, Princess Carolyn still has a cat name, and it's exactly the kind of cat name that really posh people would give their cat. So yeah. maybe it sort of makes sense that her family were, like, working for a really rich family. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so that conversation leads to how Bojack recalls that Princess Carolyn and him met. But in the flashback, we see that she says, nice to see you again. So yeah. then he realizes, oh, that wasn't the first time we met then. <laughs> so the first time they met was when Princess Carolyn went over to drop something out and found him laying in the front yard covered in tapioca. In that flashback, Princess Carolyn's riding a motorbike and she's got a helmet on that has like little pyramid shaped bits for her ears. Oh. Which, like, I think honestly it shouldn't because cat ears press down fine and having raised geometric shapes on a helmet like that would actually be super dangerous. Okay. Helmets would... are spheres for a reason. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about wind resistance. It's more that, like, the reason why spheres are good is on impact. It spreads out across this, like, large dome. Mm -hmm. Whereas if she, like, got hit when she was on her bike or came off her bike and landed on the point of one of those ear sections, it would probably just, like, break off and stab into her head. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. But maybe it's fashionable. It's what women do for fashion. <laughs> but I do still like that there is, like, an adaption for animals with weird ears. So Princess Carolyn opens up to Bojack about how her business is kind of failing, and they talk about 
Princess Carolyn suggests that she's good at being an agent, but she's not good at running an agency. And they kind of talk about her career. And Bojack says that, you know, she doesn't enjoy being an agent. She doesn't have to do it just because she's good at it. Bojack, at the end of this conversation, says that he does actually love her. Yeah. Real sad. And Princess Carolyn finishes cooking the risotto and they all go and just watch the reviewer eat the meal and she she <laughs> really likes it and they're like, awesome, so you give the place a good review and she was like, no, definitely not. <laughs> all of the fire and the screaming and all the waiters quit. But then it turns out she basically just has a tumbler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Okay, so then Princess Carolyn and Bojack, they, they talk about the second time that they met. So on the set of Horsing Around and he told her that he was tired and he didn't want to talk to anybody. I think he specifically said that he was too tired to pretend to be friendly. Yeah, yep. And I was like, I know that feeling. And I was like, should I get a Bojack Horseman tattoo? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry if any of the listeners have a Bojack Horseman tattoo. We're not judging you. So they're having this conversation at the bar and Princess Carolyn tells Bojack a lot of nice things and they decide that they're they're still going to be friends. So Princess Carolyn asks him to come back to the firm just for six months, just while she gets herself back on the back on her feet. And the waiter interrupts to get his jacket. And after he's gone, Bojack just says, no. And the episode ends. It's interesting that even after all that, he still is really hardline, like, no, you're still fired. And there was two whole characters I missed in all of that. Sorry. The first one was when they were talking out outside, like Bojack was trying to get his car. Princess Carolyn kept throwing his keys away. Uh, what are they called? Mm-hmm. The valet. Um, valet was a little dog. He would run to go get yeah. him. And then when they just went back inside, he started throwing the keys for himself and playing fetch with himself. Yeah. And then he seems to have fetched like a whole pile of different car keys. Yeah, I thought Princess Carolyn, like, like her last throw, she like got all of the car keys from behind his desk and threw them all. So he'd like collected yeah, all sense. of them. But <laughs> whose cars were they? Everybody was gone at that point. Well, they must have driven home and then gotten home and then being like, oh no, I left my car keys at the restaurant. <laughs> And also while they're talking at the bar the first time when Princess Carolyn becomes bartender, um, there's that, is it a raccoon? It's a possum, I think. And he's keeping his mouth open for a long time. Is that a thing that possums do? Was that the joke? Why was he holding his mouth open? So Princess Carolyn could count his teeth. Oh, okay. Also, he calls Princess Carolyn Princess Katniss. Oh, yeah. Which was funny. Also, I can't remember where it happened, but at one point Bojack referred to Princess Carolyn as PC, which I thought was interesting, because that's what I call her in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like that's, like, people don't really do that. I think the only time we've seen people call Princess Carolyn something other than her full name is Rabidowitz calling her Carolyn. Yeah. So the fact that Bojack can initialize her name like that, I think, is meant to show, like, quite a deep familiarity. Mm. American possums are really weird looking. They are. Are they related in any way to our possums? I do not believe so. Because our possums, like, they look cute. American possums just look scary. Also, have you seen them when they have all of their babies on their back? Yeah, that's kind of cute. Oh, I I thought it was creepy. It's so creepy to have a family. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even think that American possums look, like, objectively scary, because I like a lot of way uglier animals than that is just that it's always such a weird like category jamming thing when i picture what a natural possum looks like and then something shows me an american possum instead of a real possum i'm like ah i I don't know i feel like i always see american possums and they're like always hissing or they always look like they're upset whereas australian possums i picture like a little cute little possum thing like in a in a blanket because it's just been rescued from a fire i think we've had very different interactions with possums yeah because i definitely still picture our possums as being like murderous 
Oh, okay. I only ever hear them, like, doing their little hissing fights. I never see them. I've had quite a few possums challenge me to fights. Ooh. Like, quite often when I'm walking down our driveway, if it's, like, gotten dark, sometimes a possum will just, like, jump down in front of me and hiss at me. What? Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because there's no light. Never so they're like, this is my time. And I'm basically just kind of like, once I just stood there and waited for it to leave, but once I just like ran at it snarling and it ran away, <laughs> I can't decide which one is the thing that I should do. <laughs> We've sort of ruined possums' habitats. So like maybe they deserve to have ownership of our driveway during the night times. Yeah. We should just let it be. But also I got to get home. Maybe one of them was the one that used to live in our roof. Maybe. And it was... Being like, remember me? And you just ran at it and hissed. We still don't know that that was a possum. All we know is that it lived in the roof, had one eye at least. Yeah, but at least one eye. We found out that the donkey mum was just, like, her presentation was about convincing people to let the corporation get babies addicted to vaping. Did you mention that? No, I didn't. I missed that. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of like interesting little things scattered around the kitchen, like the first aid. The first aid for choking poster in the kitchen has like a rabbit doing CPR on a snake and then a human doing the Heimlich maneuver on a deer. Yeah. And there's a bunch of funny like books and stuff, like the big book of broths and how to cook hot dogs in the freezer. There is new peas, 78% old peas. <laughs> and also just boxes labeled moist salt moist salt there's like a bunch of containers in the kitchen that just say red dye texture bean pulp faux garlic and i think one that just said flavor <laughs> there's also a scene early on where there's a couple of slugs I think they have margaritas, something with salt on the rim of the glass, and they, like, both take a sip and then start foaming at the mouth. They seem to just sort of, like, cover their mouths and leave the restaurant embarrassed, which is really weird because the other time we saw a slug pour a relatively small amount of salt on his body and he kind of just dissolves. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe it's, like, an allergic reaction. They were just, like, tootling <laughs> off to the, the hospital. The one slug who's allergic to salt. <laughs> Except these are the two slugs who are yeah. only a little bit allergic to salt. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think that through. Yeah, we also see a, a lobster. When all the people are leaving, a lobster comes out and he's in like swimming gear. And I'm curious if the implication <laughs> was he was just hanging out in a bath waiting to be eaten. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of like big like meat carcasses and stuff hanging up in the freezer. <gasps> yeah, it's like, yeah. those are just from a person. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> the original head chef, Sandro, makes this joke when we first meet him about, like, how he kissed Princess Carolyn and Brojack, but no, he wouldn't because he only kisses horses, but don't tell his wife. No, you can tell his wife. His wife is a horse. <laughs> no, not a horse, he a says cow. says cow, because yeah. that's the whole point, is that it's, like, something about how he doesn't want to kiss bulls, only cows, because he's not gay. Oh, is that what it was? I thought he just had, like, a fetish for cows being like, hey, isn't that weird? But then the reveal is, no, it's not, because cows are people. No, because he started the conversation saying, like, he didn't want to get caught in a bull's net. Because what if the bull oh, wants to yeah. kiss you? He doesn't want to kiss a bull. Only cows. Not judging, just a preference. Yeah. It was a mess. <laughs> that conversation was weird. <laughs> I don't think it was reasonable for him to fire Princess Carolyn. Oh, Bojack. I was like, I thought you meant the, the chef. Well, that would have been super unreasonable because <laughs> she didn't even work for him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All the shit that she put, puts up with for him like organizing his life and getting him all these previous gigs when he like 
was before he got the Secretariat movie, he was like actively being a jerk. Like he made it really hard for her to get work for him. <laughs> At one point, Princess Carolyn refers to Anna as your little falafel pocket, which I think was just a joke about how she's named after a savory Mediterranean pastry. <laughs> It's pretty messed up that they were, like, dating on and off for, like, many years, and this episode is the first time that he tells her he loves her. Yeah, that is pretty messed up. And, like, up. even then, it's heavily qualified. I do love you, by the way. I mean, as, as much as I'm capable of loving anyone, which is never enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, Princess Carolyn is like, you date, or you try to date any woman that you come across in your life. And I was like, that is a good point. Like, all of the main mm. female characters in the show, he likes at one point. Yeah. Except for maybe Kelsey. But, like, with Diane, that's how he first got interested in her. And, yeah, like, all the big players in his life he tries to date. I guess even Bojack isn't arrogant enough to think that he would somehow manage to turn a lesbian. Yeah. But he is still, like, weirdly eager to get Kelsey to like him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, I nearly forgot when um Princess Karen's like, you just want a mom you can have sex with. <laughs> I think she specifically says, you just want a mommy you can slide your dick in and out of. Yes. I can want that and also want professionalism a sex mommy who also keeps her boundaries is that too much to ask oh uh, yeah <laughs> oh wow bojack yeah as you mentioned before it's very heavily on the character development this episode mm. nothing much really happens we don't see any todd hijinks but it's a very realistic conversation. Like, it's kind of a breakup conversation, even though it's about him firing her. But, like, it's that bittersweetness of two people who were together for a really long time and aren't now and don't want to be, but who still value the time that they had together, where they're sort of arguing, but also sort of nostalgic. Yeah, their relationship is definitely really complicated. Should we murder a horse? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I spent all that money on it. <laughs> <laughs> is the horse we're referring to is it bojack we're murdering or just a random horse i guess just a random horse i've never really thought about it that much okay is there a, have they ever actually made a joke on the on the idiom beating a dead horse on bojack horseman because you'd think they would not that i can remember no neither can i i guess the horse is the show which show what our show ah okay because that's okay. the whole point like there's no point whipping this horse because it's not going to keep running because it's dead, which oh, is why yeah. it's, I guess we should end the show. Yeah. Why did cool. you think we were saying it? Didn't read that much into it. I thought it was just a horse thing. That's why we were saying it. <laughs> but did you know that there's no sense being a dead horse means let's leave this? Yes, I did. But I didn't realize where it came from. Oh, the English language. What a puzzle. Let's murder a horse kind of has a different connotation. Like, really, shall we murder a horse should mean, like, let's make this show last even longer because we're going to push <gasps> oh. our steed until it dies. Yeah. So I guess that's what's happening now because we've continued to talk for a couple of minutes. <laughs> You can like us on Facebook at Horse and Allowed, H-O-R-S-A-N apostrophe A-L-O-U-D, or follow us on Tumblr at horseandallowed.tumblr.com. You can email us at horseandallowed at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at horseandalloudpod. If you like the show, why not rate or review it on iTunes, or commission Gakman Creatures on Etsy to make hyper-realistic dolls of us as babies and then buy them. <laughs> I'm Jem Salas. And I'm Paige Winkle. And until next time, suck, suck a dick, dick dumb, dumb shits. Just keep